Welcome to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. As we end the Olympic Games, we're going to get some lessons for real estate investors. We're going to look at what a real estate investor can learn from Olympic athletes today on the Real Estate Guys. Welcome to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms, and we have a great show for you today, uh, as opposed to those shows we have that uh, put you to sleep. No, today's a good one. Uh, we are fresh off the Olympic Games, the 2010 Olympic Games in Vancouver. And, you know, all the uh, different uh, radio shows and TV shows went to Vancouver uh, to uh, to sport the Olympics, and we thought we'd be different. We're here in Vancouver after the whole thing's over. So uh, let's meet the guys. Uh, Russell Gray. Hey, Robert. Co-host and uh, financial strategist, by the way, and uh, the man who's been investing in real estate in seven different decades. We call him the godfather of real estate, Bob Elms. Hi there, guys. How you doing today? Well, we're cold. It's cold here. And, <laughs> and, and look how beat up the tracks are. It's, it's a terrible time to come. Don't come afterwards. Next time, come when the Olympics are going on. That's right. Absolutely. Because you always want to be where the crowd is. <laughs> you get there. You don't want to get there after everybody's had all the fun, right? You don't want to chase the opportunity. You want to get there in front of it. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about today. All the analogies we can draw from uh, the Olympic Games and real estate, which seem to be disrelated topics. But uh, we did uh, a fun thing at Mentoring Club, uh, our local mentoring clubs that uh, we do monthly this last uh, month and uh, as a as a throwaway question, a warm-up question, I wanted to get people talking, and I said, talk amongst yourselves about, you know, what things real estate investors can learn from the Olympics. And we had done a show on this about a year and a half ago uh, when the Summer Olympics were here. But what I noticed is that the answers were amazing. People came up with a lot of really, really great stuff, and they were different than what we talked about a year and a half ago because guess what? The market's different. That is an understatement. Clearly, the market is different. And, you know, they always say when the student is ready, the teacher appears. And when you go through circumstances like this, I mean, you look back and we're calling this the Great Recession. And you go back and you look at history and we had the last Great Recession, which they called the Great Depression. Uh, they just don't want to use that term today. But many people would argue that it's uh, getting to be equally as hard, uh, although there's a lot of safety uh, mechanisms that are built in. But the point is people go through these traumatic experiences in life and it really changes the way they look at things. It changes their uh, focus uh, and, the, and the way they want to approach things going forward. And, you know, you look at an Olympic athlete, right? I mean, an Olympic athlete who goes through a situation, maybe he gets injured, and he has to learn to adapt his game to compensate for that injury. And he says, well, I don't ever want to do that move that way again or experience this thing this exact way again, because last time I did that, I got hurt, and I have to avoid injury to be healthy. And I think that you know people can look at a situation like uh, this current economic environment and the lessons that they learned when they were maybe a little too aggressive and go, you know... I'm not going to do this this way again. I'm still going to be in the game. I'm still an athlete. I still want to compete. I still want to win, but I'm going to be more careful in this particular area so I don't get injured. All right. Well, I know, Bob, you were able to watch a, a pretty sizable uh, section portion of the Olympics this year. I was, and it was phenomenal. It was just great. I, You know, you, you kind of get overcome by all the stuff that's going on. There's a lot of emotional stuff, a lot of background, a lot of historical stuff. You get you get to see the people's passion. You get to see... Uh, these athletes, you know, it always strikes you when something untoward occurs that if you miss that opportunity, you don't get to do it again next week. Um, but what I see, one of the things that that just immediately occurs to me is that you really got to get your head in it. You got to get your head in it to be a successful competitor as an athlete. As an investor, believe me, you got to get your head in it. You got to keep your head in it. You got to stay focused. And you're going to have falls. You're going to have things that are go where you're going to trip. You're going to have things where you land on your nose and you're going to be depressed. Now, Russ, is it okay 
to say depressed, or do I have to say I'm recessed? <laughs> well, well, Bob, halfway through the show, we're going to have a recess, so that'll be fine. Uh, no, good, excellent point, though. Excellent point. And, and these are some of the things that uh, that have been brought up as we've talked about it, and I think there's just a ton of lessons that we can get. I'm going to go through uh, what a bunch of our students said and let us kind of discuss you know, know that, but I certainly don't want to uh, stop you guys from uh, contributing. Well, you know, just jumping on your theme there, Bob, you know, you, you see people all the time talk about Olympics, and they say, gee, this guy's worked hard for four years to have this opportunity. It's a lot more than four years. For a lot of these people, they're only going to be in one Olympics, and they've spent their entire life getting there. And so how many retirements do you get? How many times do you hit age 65 or 70 or 75 or whatever your number is where you say, you know what, I've worked hard my whole life. I'm ready to take it easy now. How many of those do you get? You get one. Right, your golden years. You're going for the gold medal, right? Now, now there were some people in Silicon Valley who got one and they got it taken away, so they well, get two. They that, get a do over. <laughs> They're back at work. Well, yeah, room for but, cream. I'm talking about. I'm talking about that season in life, right? And so, to Bob's point, you know, you spend your whole life preparing, and you get that one shot, and you do have to be very focused. the 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 level of intensity, the level of focus, not just in the process of getting there, but when you're finally there and you have your opportunity. Uh, you need to be careful uh, to protect it. And, and coming back to what I said earlier about the lessons that people learn, you know, we've we've lived through a lot of really great years, boom years, and a lot of people that are living right now and making financial decisions up until this point have never had a major financial setback. They've never seen an economy like this. They've never seen prices drop like they have. They've never seen unemployment at these levels. They've never seen some of the challenges that we're having. And you don't always get to pick, right? I mean, if it's your turn to go down the slope and it's blizzard snow, it's blizzard snow. And you got to just make it happen, you know. So if, if if the time comes and it's time for you to retire, and and the economic winter has set in, you don't just get to say, well, you know, I'm going to wait until things get better because the the clock just keeps ticking on. So there's a certain level of resiliency uh, that a, that an Olympic athlete has to have, and then there's also a certain level of. Uh, strategic adjustments that they have to make to compensate for external factors that are beyond their control. And clearly, real estate investors uh, all over the world, but especially in the United States of America, are facing that uh, today and over the last couple of years in an unprecedented fashion. Yeah, absolutely. And, And I think the other point you made, Bob, which was huge, is about getting your head in the game. There is absolutely a physical part of every Olympic sport, but I would argue it's the minor part, right? Anybody can go do that training. No, most won't, but anybody could. With very few exceptions. Well, the thing that makes you do it is your mind. Your mind pushes your body to do it. You wouldn't even get your body able to do it if your mind wasn't already at at that level. But beyond that, to be in this kind of competition with the eyes of not just your nation but the world on you, I mean, that can mess with your head. You know, I mean, you really have to have it together. You've got to be grounded. And and I think for real estate investors, we've got to keep our head in the game. To your point, Russ, this is a time when a lot of investors are just throwing in the towel. It's not for me. And they've already resigned the fact that because real estate markets are in turmoil, their properties are in turmoil, that that's it for them. What a terrible mistake that would make. Well, you know, I, I mean, I'm, I'm one of these weekend warriors. I play a little high school and college football and like to go out on the weekends and mess around. And for anybody that's been listening to us for any length of time, they know that I like uh, dirt bikes. I like to get out there and jump around and, and fall down and stuff on motorcycles. And so I've had my share of injuries. And when, when you get hurt... Uh, depending on your passion for what it is you're doing, um, I've, I've had things where I've gotten hurt and I've said to myself, that's not worth it. I don't ever want to do that again. And I've known people that have gone out on a dirt bike, for example, and broken a bone and said, I'm never going to do that again. 
Well, I've broken more than my share of bones doing that, but I always go back. And the reason is, is because I love it. And so there are going to be people in, in an economy like this that have said, hey, I'm going to go be a real estate investor because all they see is sunshine. And then they get injured. And they go, you know what? Not worth it. I don't ever want to do that again. And, and they're on to something else. And it's not right or wrong. And then there's going to be guys like me, like the way I am with dirt bikes or the way I was with football, that I just accepted it as part of being, a, being an athlete in that sport. And, and there's certain sports that you're just going to have to accept there's going to be a degree of injury. There's going to be a degree of danger. There's going to be a degree of pain. And we've always said, even in the sunshine days, that real estate has hair on it. And it's, it's not an easy business. If it was easy, everybody would do it. The, the opportunities, and we could go on and on about why real estate is still today a superior investment vehicle over everything else out there. And, we, and maybe we'll do a show and just dedicate that. But the point is, is that, is that if, if you're serious about being a real estate investor, then you're going to have to accept that pain is part of it. And pushing through that pain and believing that you can still win and compete is what Olympic athletes have to do. And it's what you have to do if you want to be a long-term real estate investor. Good illustration of that. I like the word you use resiliency because um, I think that's what you see in the people who are willing to come back and do it again. I was really impressed by the number of athletes I saw in their thirties and a couple in their forties and I haven't seen all the events, but it's pretty amazing who will come back and who won't. People who dropped out came back to do this again. Pretty yeah. amazing. And resiliency is the key. Uh, and, and that won't happen unless you have the passion and unless you got your head in the game. You know, and giving your head in the game, it's hard not to get riled, right? You have that whole performance issue in front of a, a live audience as well as knowing it's on television and people fall down. People, you know, uh, celebrated athletes had had uh, trouble. Uh, you know, there was that uh, that uh, race where Lindsey Vaughn, the American skier, fell and they had already started the next skier. The other American skier, uh, Julia Mancuso. Mancuso, had already started down and they stopped her and that would mess with your head. And now she's got to go back up the hill, start again. She was already right into it, focused mentally, ready to go, and the rug got pulled out from her. Well, that's well, why they call timeouts for kickers. You know, in a game-winning field goal in a football game, they'll call a timeout right when the guy's ready to step forward just to get inside his head. And you have to be aware the same thing happens to real estate investors. Right now, you might find a great deal. The market looks good. The property looks good. You can afford it. You can even get it financed. But there's that nagging thing in the back of your brain that, well, wait a minute, I already lost a property foreclosure. Or look how bad the market's been. Or if it's such a good deal, why isn't anybody else doing it? Or the lender pulls out in the 11th hour, right? I mean, we've never had that happen or anything. No, usually the first lender pulls out in the second hour, and then the next lender makes it about the sixth hour, and the <laughs> third lender is the 11th hour. And finally, you end up borrowing the money from uh, grandpa, and you make it happen. But whatever it is to do, you know, your mind messes with you. And so as a real estate investor, you have to stay mentally strong and alert and keep revisiting the what's in it for you, your compelling why. Well, and there's another little subtlety here that I'll draw just as a guy that's been injured more than my fair share of times is you have to know the difference between being hurt and being injured okay because when you're hurt you can still play you can still compete and you push through pain there are times when you're injured and to continue to compete is actually detrimental to your long-term success and so you know we've certainly seen and i'm guilty of it personally that that you make a commitment to do something and you make a commitment to finish through and i've held on to properties that i shouldn't have held on to I have not addressed problems with loans or cash flow situations as quickly as I should have because I was in denial. I said, I'm going to push through this pain, and I should have walked away. I tried to hold on to a credit score longer than I should have, and I paid too big of a price for it. I mean, so there's a lot of those types of lessons. So understanding when you're hurt 
And when what you're going to do is going to create permanent injury, you have to know the difference. All right. Uh, I've had none of those problems. So when we come back, uh, we're going to learn more from failure Russ Gray and uh, from Bob, who, of course, has been through lots of ugly real estate markets. And I'm sure my time is coming. Actually, when we come back, what we're going to do is I'm going to talk about some of the things our students said about how the Olympics can teach real estate uh, investors lessons. You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys Radio Network. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Hi, this is Russell Gray. I say do the math and the math will tell you what to do. Tony Robbins says success leaves clues. Put those together and you have Paradigm Life. Let Paradigm Life show you how and why wealthy individuals and multi-billion dollar companies use life insurance to grow and protect their assets. You'll be amazed. For a free report, send an email to life at realestateguysradio.com or visit beyourbank.com. You realize that real estate investing is a proven path for building wealth. You're making valuable contacts and building a team. The only thing missing? A system to manage your business. Introducing Trevo, the real estate investor's virtual office. T-R-E-I-V-O. Trevo.com can be accessed anywhere at any time. Trevo is a real estate evaluation tool, a rental management tool, a data repository, a contact management system, a website creation tool. Trevo provides all of these features for only $9 a month. Visit Trevo.com today to start your free 30-day trial. T-R-E-I-V-O. There are a lot of what-ifs when it comes to investing. What if the stock market takes an unexpected dive? What if there's some government action that blows your investment? What if the company that you invest is the next Enron? These are some of the common ones. But I have another what-if scenario for you. What if you could invest in a market that Forbes rated as one of the top three investment opportunities in the U.S.? What if the investment gave you a significant tax advantage? What if CNN Money says this is a low-risk? high-yield opportunity that shouldn't be overlooked. And what if, instead of just thinking about this, you actually took action? Take a few minutes to learn more. Go online to GoZoneAdvisor.com and get the free report from the IRS that explains this opportunity. Time for this opportunity is almost out. Isn't it worth taking a look? That's GoZoneAdvisor.com or call toll-free 800-970-0523. That's 800-970-0523. It's GoZoneAdvisor.com or 800-970-0523. RadicalRecessionRemedy.com interrupts the Real Estate Guys programming to have a moment of silence in memory of our great economy. It's a new day and we need to come up with a new strategy for our finances. www.RadicalRecessionRemedy.com is that strategy. Do you never want to worry about negative cash flow again? Would you like a down payment cash machine? Get the free report at www.radicalrecessionremedy.com. That's www.radicalrecessionremedy.com. When you're ready to do your part in strengthening the economy, that's www.radicalrecessionremedy.com. We now return you to your regular programming of The Real Estate Guys.
Hi, this is Kendra Todd, winner of The Apprentice, and you're listening to The Real Estate Guys. Welcome back to The Real Estate Guys radio program, our Olympic edition. Uh, it's been an amazing uh, few weeks uh, up there in Vancouver, and we're trying to glean the lessons we can as real estate investors that uh, the Olympic athletes have taught us, and there's lots of them. And uh, I'm here with uh, the guys. We're going to uh, go through what some of the things that were said. And uh, I know, Bobby, you were there for one night, and Russ, you were unable to attend either. So uh, this will be great to get your input on uh, some of the nuggets that are uh, wonderful students came up with. Uh, First of all, uh, somebody said, every sport, no matter how individual the competition, is a team sport. Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. You just recently, we read the article about the guy, I can't remember what event he competed in, but his coach made a bad call and he lost the event. Oh, the ice skating event. Yeah, speed skating. And and, uh, it was a 10,000 meter race, which the guy went all the way through to the very end. And at the end, his coach misdirected him and he hesitated. He hesitated in, in making the lane change, but there was his coach adamant about it. He did it. He was disqualified. Wow. So I didn't know what the details were, but that that's just a case in point. So if you think about all the people uh, that are involved in an athlete's life, you've got the people that are coaching him, and in your uh, you, these might be your advisors in your real estate world, the people who are giving you specific advice about your uh, loans and asset protection and insurance and all that different kind of stuff, taxes and so on. But you've also got the family, and the family member's huge because it's a very mental game. To, to be an athlete and managing your psychology and staying in that confident zone and being able to put 100% of your mental focus on the task at hand is huge. And there are times in a real estate deal where you've got big decisions to make. I mean, they're big decisions. You're making a financing decision. You're trying to hold a deal together or you've got to pick between this or that or, or, or you're reviewing a contract and you can't afford to be distracted. You're in the middle of this very important thing. And your, your team, your family's got to understand there's going to be times where they can't get inside your head. They can't tell you, hey, the cat just threw up all over this or whatever or, you know, whatever the problem is because it, it breaks your focus. It breaks your concentration. I know when I'm working on some of these financial analysis and I'm holding together these spreadsheets that are going on in my mind or I'm working on a contract and I'm trying to think of all of the different things that I want to get into the contract to make sure our interests are protected – and then someone comes along and, and, and gets inside your head and, and, and you can't focus. So that's a big part of your team. It, 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 you have your physical side of it. You know, People don't realize that your physical body plays a huge impact on your ability to focus and be clear-headed and make good decisions. And so you've got your healthcare professional. As a real estate investor, you know, we go to Kiyosaki's events. He always has his healthcare professionals there. Because he understands that success isn't just about your balance sheet or your cash flow statement. It's, it's really about you as a whole person, and you're not going to be successful financially if you're not successful physically. And so, I mean, the parallels, really, when you think about an Olympic athlete versus an investor, they're not as, as separated as you would think. I mean, I, mean that's, I think this is such a powerful show. And how, I mean, I'm a huge advocate of sports, and you can learn so much about life and success, no matter what's going on. But in this area, team is critical. Who you choose to uh, surround yourself with and how you interact with them is gigantic as an athlete and it's gigantic as a real estate investor. You know, it's interesting when you look at the team sports that are like the relays and things, and there you really see everybody pulling for it. And you've also seen the individual sports where the teams from a country have had dissension, and that doesn't work favorably for anybody. What comes to my mind is the the bobsled. Uh, it's interesting because there's the, the, the two-person bobsled anyway, because they always talk, the sports uh, announcers always talk about the person who drives the bobsled. And the second person, the brakeman, doesn't seem to get the, the sport 
spotlight. But when you watch them play, even though arguably the person that's steering probably does have more, uh, you know, effect on the outcome, but they are a team and they act like a team and they high five and they hug each other. And I mean, they are totally on support. So no matter how inconsequential a team member might be, you're the, the man in a transaction to use a phrase, right? Or the woman in the transaction to use a phrase. You, you, that doesn't mean there's not other people that are important. And even though they might not be as important, they're important. You know, one of the interesting things, let's go back to that race for a moment. That was an amazing thing. Which race? The, the race in which the coach the speed gave skater. the guy the speed skater. That, that happened to be Holland in which speed skating is the thing they live for. You know, everybody's got their own reputations in the Olympics. This particular guy was the number one athlete in the country. He had already won a gold medal in a shorter for the 5, race. 000, yeah. So the, the reason I mention it is because partly about expectations. He was absolutely expected to win because he was the best athlete, the best record, the best everything. And of course, when he lost, he was so distraught. He didn't talk to that coach. He couldn't talk to anybody. The next day, on reflecting on it, he came back and said, yeah, clearly everybody makes mistakes. Well, they do. Including my ex-coach. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to say, some mistakes are forgivable, some aren't, you know? Especially, you know, when a guy's name is Sven. That's the guy's name, right? That's a guy you expect yeah. to win the speed skating <laughs> deal. And the worst part is it wasn't like the 500 meter, which, you know, I mean, you could go do again. This is the long race. The guy's going all the way to the end. And right at the end, he was clearly in position to win the goal. The same thing happened in the uh, team skate where uh, Korea got disqualified. And they got disqualified. They, they won and they got disqualified at the very end because of a tiny little thing. It took the judges several minutes to figure it out. And after they did all that work and even celebrated the victory, it was snatched away. And so you had the two elements of it. You had that team that thought they won, but because one little thing was in order, just like your one legal contract or your one clause or the one inspection you didn't get, one little thing blew up the whole deal. But you also had the, the fourth place team that was way behind, happened to be the USA, but they were way behind. This is in the women's um, relay speed skating 500 what not five hundred? I don't know how many meters. What do I know about sports? Don't don't talk to me. But anyway, they they have three thousand five hundred so, liters, right? Oh, now I know what you're talking about. So they were way behind. But you know what? They didn't stop. They didn't give up. They kept going, and they got the bronze medal. So I think there's lessons in there as well. Well, I, I think one thing you said that I uh, had written down in my notes uh, is I, I, I went one time to one of these big success seminars, and the, the, one of the speakers was the. Um, the late Bill Walsh, coach of the 49ers. And he got up there and, you know, he's in a group of people that are all, you know, preaching a bunch of emotional, motivational rah-rah. And it's great. I mean, I love that stuff and we're, we, we love that stuff. But but his his thing was he got up there and he goes, you know what? Details matter. You better know what the heck you're doing. I mean, at the end of the day. And that's really true. Details matter. You look at these guys that, that go for 10,000 meters in, in this competition. It comes down to a matter of milliseconds is the difference between gold and nothing, right? And so so every little lane selection, every little placement of the skate, every every little uh, movement, how, how you, know, you swing your arm, I mean, at that level of competition, the details matter so importantly because everybody's good. Everybody is trained hard, and the difference can be so small, it's, it's literally scary to think about it when you, you consider the fact that, like we opened up with, you spent your whole life getting to be in a position to do this, and one little break in concentration, one little gaffe, 
and you're done. It's over, and it might be over for your whole life, or in this coach's career, <laughs> your whole career. Right. Uh, you know, but but it's the same thing. So 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 details details really matter, and and so that's why it's important for you to be educated as a real estate investor to understand. You have to stay on top of your game, and you can't just sign papers that somebody throws in front of you. You can't just accept numbers that somebody throws on a pro forma and say that's the number. Uh, you got to spend the time to go through and think about all the all the what ifs and look at all the details and double check the calculations and make sure you really understand how this thing is going to work because if you don't then when the sunshine stops shining and, and the competition is tough especially when you get to the higher echelons of competition when you're competing against professional investors and teams of people that are really really very good they'll eat your lunch you bet they will happily and, and I think there's a, a lesson also in in the not giving up side of it because you look at uh, those cases uh, we've probably told the story of uh, an amazing uh, Olympic athlete, uh, athlete uh, Bonnie St. John Dean who was um, a, a downhill skier with one leg in, in Special Olympics and she's an amazing woman and a great speaker today and, and her story was incredible it was terrible conditions and she was going down this hill and she came around the corner and she fell and she got back up and finished the race and she meddled but she didn't win the gold medal and the whole lesson is what she found out afterwards is every single skier that day fell in the same place and the difference between the person that won the gold and her is that they got up faster who gets up you know i mean gosh i mean you could i mean i think the lesson there is so obvious because a lot of people do get knocked down i remember one time i was with a guy that was doing some training and i was in my 20s and he was a very very successful sales guy and he drew a picture and he showed he said this is your head up here and then it goes down when you hit the wall when you get a no when you get a charge back when something goes bad uh then then your head hits the pavement and it's bouncing on the pavement. And then at some point, you make up your mind that I'm going to be successful. I'm not going to let this stop me. I'm going to push through. And he goes, it's not when you're up high when you make it. It's it's when you bounce off the ground, if you bounce and if you decide to make the commitment. And that's when you begin to make it. And it may be a long time before you ever get back to that same level of, of euphoria that you had when it was all opportunity and you hadn't had any of the reality of how hard it was going to be. And he said, most people quit when their head hits the pavement. Most people think it's over for me. Why bother? I learned playing football. You play all four quarters and you play to the whistle. And if you do that, good things happen. Not all the time, not always, but if you don't, then for sure good things won't happen. Yep. There's a great example in the two-person bobsled. I don't remember if it was men or women, but there was a race in which, you know, the technology was amazing. They showed the visual of one one sled overlaying right. the other one right. where they were right it's together. Yep. One of those came out a difference of one one-hundredth of a second. And the announcer said, at the speed of 90 miles an hour, that's the length of a cigarette between the difference in the winner and the non-winner. But it isn't just the winner and the non-winner, because I don't know whether that was between first and second, or more importantly, third and fourth, right. where the person who was one cigarette length behind won nothing. Now, does that mean they failed? What, what do you take out of that if you came out in that position? Well, I think that there's a lot of lessons in that. Uh, the difference between winning and losing isn't a ton, right? It's a little bit. It's going the little extra mile. In a real estate transaction, you know, I think this also piggybacks on this idea of the, of staying at it and, and, and the U.S. team that, that eventually got the bronze, is that you might not be the winner in a multiple bid situation, and most people who aren't go off and try another property. 
The house I live in today, we were the second place. We didn't get the house. Somebody else did. But you know what? We stuck in there. And lo and behold, they couldn't make the deal happen. Transaction fell through, as we say, and boom, we got it. And we were happy about it. But there were a lot of other people who gave up. You can't give up. I think that's a recurring theme today for sure. Yeah, it is. And so I think I thought that was a good illustration that that uh, it was easily visualized when he talked about that difference of a hundredth of a second being the length of a cigarette. Whether you like cigarettes or not doesn't matter. I think most people at the Olympics probably are not big smokers, <laughs> but I don't know, maybe. It well, could be, imagine that for a new Olympic event, chain smoking. Right? How fast can you get through a pack? And so, should that be That's a summer nasty. sport or a winter sport? Right. So uh, when we come back, we're going to uh, share more uh, lessons that uh, we might glean as real estate investors from what's gone on at uh, the Olympics. And uh, we got lots more to cover. Hopefully we can get there. What we can definitely have time to cover, though, is your chance to win a prize. That comes up next with Real Estate Trivia. You're tuned to The Real Estate Guys Radio Network. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Are you excited about real estate investing but not sure where to get started? Learn the secrets of building wealth through real estate in the comfort of your own home. In the Real Equity Home Study Course, professional investor Robert Helms and his team of experts show you why real estate outperforms other investments. Stop dreaming about investing in real estate and start doing something about it. Order the Real Equity Home Study Course today at realestateguysradio.com and click on resources. realestateguysradio.com Are you ready to profit in paradise? Hi, it's Robert Helms, and if you think real estate investing means tenants, toilets, and termites, think again. Located just a short plane ride from the U.S., a virtually untouched paradise awaits, the beautiful country of Belize. With its jungle rainforests, pristine beaches, and 81-degree turquoise water, Belize is one of the most beautiful places on Earth. Plus, it's considered one of the top seven tax havens in the world. And while U.S. real estate continues to drop, Belize property is on the rise, and many experts think the best is yet to come. Sound intriguing? Then join us for a free informative webinar called Discover Enchanting Belize. When you watch the webinar, you'll discover the many reasons we love Belize, like tremendously undervalued beachfront land, super low taxes, ease of doing business, and so much more. To access the webinar, simply send an email to BelizeWebinar at RealEstateGuysRadio.com. That's BelizeWebinar at RealEstateGuysRadio.com. Discover Enchanting Belize. You put your money in the bank to keep it safe. But where does the bank put theirs? Life insurance. Did you know Wells Fargo increased its holdings in life insurance 400% from 2008 to 2009? Why? Liquidity, safety, tax benefits, and positive returns. Sound good? Let Paradigm Life show you how to profit from the creative use of one of the most stable financial products of all. It's not just for the mega wealthy. For a free report, send an email to life at realestateguysradio.com or visit beyourbank.com. Hello, Robert Kiyosaki. Listen to the real estate guys. They're wild and crazy, but they really know what they're talking about. Welcome back to the Real Estate Guys radio program. Heard every weekend on this fine radio station and all the time at realestateguysradio.com. You can listen to us online or sign up for our podcast and we'll come to you. Uh, What we do halfway through every show, uh, gold medal winner or not, is we give you a chance to win a fabulous prize by knowing the answer to today's real estate trivia question. So here's how it works. I'm going to ask the question. You're going to quickly fire off an email to trivia at realestateguysradio.com. Trivia at realestateguysradio.com. Include your name, mailing address, and the answer to today's question, and you could be the winner of 
equity happens building lifelong wealth with real estate autographed even uh, if you know today's question now we give away two copies one goes to the first person with the right answer then we also take all the guesses that were correct and have a drawing for a second book that way if you're listening uh, after the radio broadcast you're still eligible as long as you make your uh, guess uh, within the week and uh, lots of folks have picked up uh, equity happens this way this could be you today so before we talk about our olympic trivia question uh last week on the program we uh, talked a little bit about commercial property and what was going on there and uh, we asked which european country boasts the most hotel rooms the answer with almost 40 million visitors per year it's the country of italy so uh, this uh week we thought we'd uh, dig into the archives and find an olympic question that was geographically based in the 1980s in 1980 the u.s olympic hockey team upset the soviet union in what came to be known as the miracle on ice where did that match take place in what big chunk of real estate known as a, maybe a city, did uh, this Olympic hockey match uh, take place? Big, exciting Olymp- Olympic. Uh, the Soviets had won, like, pretty much every game since the 60s uh, when this happened, and, and it was a huge upset. It was a cover of Sports Illustrated. They called it the Miracle on Ice. It was also the uh, the Hockey Federation said this was the biggest hockey moment of the century. So where did that happen? That's what we want to know. If you know the answer or want to take a guess, send it to us at trivia at realestateguysradio.com and include your name and mainly address so we can send you the book. And it's a big book. You could take Equity Happens and exercise with it every day. <laughs> Just lifting it up. It's heavy. It's 500 and something pages, you know. Uh, and and you, what you do is you win one, and then you buy one. And then you have two, and you can do those exercises. And before you know it, Olympic athlete quality real estate investor. All right. We're talking about some lessons that uh, we can glean from uh, the Olympics. And uh, here's another thing that uh, came up is that training helps performance, but is no guarantee. And if you think about that, in order to be successful in real estate or in the Olympics, you got to train. You got to train a lot. You got to understand what you're doing. You can't just wing it. You can't just see how it goes. You got to be serious about it. But that's not going to guarantee your success. Perfect practice makes perfect performance. So that's number one. So when you're training, you got to train properly. You got to train the right thing. If you practice the wrong technique, you're going to be really good at doing it wrong. Yeah. And that's super important as a real estate investor, because if you have a investment strategy, for example, that is not matched up well with the current environment, and you get really, really good at doing that strategy, you can execute the transaction, you can put everything together, all the numbers make sense the way you're doing it, but the market isn't giving you what you know your basic fundamental premise is then you're screwed. So it's really important. To use a technical term. Yeah. So it's important that you get, it's important that you get the right feedback. And that's what the coaches do. The coaches will look at an athlete's technique and give guidance to their training. So it's not just a matter of effort, but it's a matter of um, strategy and technique. And those two things go together. And then you have to make the assumption that your competitors are all training hard. So training hard isn't enough. You have to train harder. You have to work more. And not everybody's down for that, right? Not everybody thinks, hey, that's the way I want to live. That's what I want to do. And that's why so few people are successful because most people want to be successful if it's easy. Most people want to be successful if they can come home at night and watch TV and go out on the weekend and, you know, mess around and all that. And other people, they say, well, they're going to seminars. And instead of reading, you know, People Magazine and what's going on with Jennifer Aniston or whoever, uh, just don't know, why, do I, don't know why I picked on her, but 
I did. Uh, so, but you know, I mean, but what's going on? What's going on in the industry? What's going on in the financial markets? You know, and yeah, it's not the most interesting topic all the time. But you need to know because you need to know where the flow of capital is and what's affecting interest rates and where is the squish happening, so to speak, as we talked about in a blog a little while ago. So there's all of that. And then on the weekends, you say, well, I, you know, I want to go to the beach. Well, somebody else says, well, I need to go look at properties because if I'm not looking at properties, then all of this is just philosophical and it's really not going to take me anywhere. Most people aren't willing to pay the price. So you could go to the beach or you could look at properties or what I like to do is I like to go and collect the rents. Okay, Bob. <laughs> or go to the beach and look at properties. That's a There's good beach properties too. You know, uh, kind of an example that pops to mind for me. Uh, again, I've been uh, in most of my life a coach or a mentor to people. I've, I've been leading real estate teams and real estate agents and that sort of thing. I, li- I like to give advice that – in the doing is where the lesson is. One of the one of the pieces of advice I've given people for years is if you're trying to get into a transaction, you want to be the successful buyer, let's go ask what the seller wants. What is the seller looking for? I just can't tell you how many people I've come across who never bother. They think they know what the seller wants. And it's interesting to think you know, but the way to find out is to go ask the question, well, how do you do that? Let's say you're the agent, not the buyer, but it doesn't really matter. My point is you don't have direct access to the seller. Well, it kind of matters because there's a reason that we have an arm's length transaction. And so it, it, I think it does matter. You're not just as the buyer going to ask the seller, what do you want? That'll get you a different result than if you work through your agent to ask the other agent. So it's a, it's a yeah, subtlety, but I think it's important to bring true. up. Well, my point really is about this. It is about taking the step of taking the action to ask. Don't assume that you know the answer because you'll always be assuming you know the answer. And the only way you're going to refine what's going on is to ask the question. So I like to say, let's find out what the seller wants. And you know what? A lot of transactions will happen if you do that. Ask the question, find out. You'll now know how to proceed. If in fact, and the reason I make this point at all is simply that the only way you learn this is to do it. Go in the transaction, do it, do it next time, do it again, do it again. Talking about it's interesting, you're only going to learn. And by it doesn't doing it. guarantee you get the deal. But Absolutely more often not. than not, it puts you in a position to. So, so the, coming back to the point, right? This is a matter of technique, because because if you go out there, you know, people say, "Hey, you got to make a lot of offers." That's training hard. I'm going to make a lot of offers. I'm going to offer, 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 offer. Well, if you use the right technique and you offer within the context of making sure that your strategy and your technique is to ask the question, okay, the strategy might be to find out what the buyer wants and the technique would be to use your agent to do it, right? And there's a reason why you do that as a professional. Even as professionals, we have agents represent us in transactions, right? So so that's the, that's the exact concept. Just going out there and working hard is not enough. You've got to have great technique. And that was just a great case in point. So I want to no, make sure that's that we a threw huge that out. point. You know, I, when I was just starting in, in real estate, a lot of people would say, you got to make a lot of offers, right? If you're not making offers, you're not doing it. You know, there's a trainer out there that teaches you got to make 100 offers to get 10 of them, right? That whole thing. In reality, the best deals that we have personally gotten into haven't been multiple offer situations, haven't been because we've made a bunch of offers. In most cases, we were the only bidder and the only possible purchaser. It's a whole different mentality than just banging your head against the wall. So hard work is necessary, but as, as Bob would say, but not sufficient. You can't just work hard and get there. That's a big part of it, but so are all the things, other things we're talking about. Well, you got to work smart. You know, I mean, I, I, I was very fortunate early in my professional career to get some of the best sales training ever. 
and it came through IBM and it came through Xerox. I got trained directly by IBM and then with the Xerox, I got trained by a guy you who just made a, copy. a trainer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> there you go. But anyway, what I was taught was this concept called needs satisfaction selling. And a lot of, you know, I know the current sales thing is they say, well, desire, blah, blah, blah. But you know what? When you, if you want to get to win-win, if you need to get inside the mind of the customer or the person on the other end of the deal and find out, to Bob's point, what it is they want, what it is they need. And you learn to do that with great technique, which is great questioning, asking questions, knowing when to introduce solutions. And, you know, this isn't about that type of thing. But but my point is, is that is that when you when you have excellent technique, you don't have to work as hard or if you work as hard and combine working smart see some people say well i work smart i don't have to work hard wrong right because there's going to be smart people that are going to work hard some people say well I, i'm going to work hard i'm going to outwork my competition wrong because a smart person will be able to do so much more with their with their smarts their leverage than you would ever be able to do no no matter how much effort you ever it's like the guy that says well i'm going to have this little property and boy i'm going to get it to where it's just cash flowing like crazy well, we've made the argument in our book that if you had a property that was worth 10 times as much for the same amount of equity, there is no way that little property, even completely paid off, would ever have a prayer of cash flowing as well as the bigger property because of the benefit of leverage. And when you understand the concepts like that, then you realize that you not only work hard, but you got to work smart. All right. Next one, I think, uh, is a really interesting comment on uh, what real estate investors can learn from Olympic athletes. Athletes. Uh, Conditions change daily. Boy, we saw this in the Winter Olympics. I mean, it was too nice outside when it started, right? It was sunny, it was nice weather, and that was messing with the snow. They had to close some events down. And then as it went on, the blizzards and the terrible conditions and so forth. But but the message is you're going to race in the day you're going to race, and you don't know what you're going to get. The conditions change all the time. They talked about the subtleties of how you waxed your skis based on what the weather was like. And there were enormous changes during this Olympics. For a long time, it was too hot. The snow was slushy. It was melting. The guys going cross-country and gals going cross-country were wearing out. They were fatiguing because it was so hot. They ran like an 18-mile course. Uh, that's a gang of running. Hey, isn't this supposed to be the Winter Olympics, they were saying? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so speaking of waxing on, what do you think, Russ? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. So, you know, I think there's going to be times in your investing career when you're, when, you're, when you're investing with the wind at your back, and there's going to be time when you're investing with the wind in your face, and you don't get to pick, you, you know, but you have to adapt. Or to make your point about the weather, there's going to be times where you've dressed for winter, and you've got a very conservative strategy, but it's hot outside, and that conservative strategy is killing you. You know, maybe uh, the way you, you've got too much cash in reserve because it's sunnier. Conversely, you know, if you are saying, hey, it's going to be sunny and you're a little thin in your cash clothing, so to speak, then you may end up uh, freezing to death because the economic winter doesn't come around and you can't make it through because you don't have enough cash in reserve. And there is no magic formula. People call us all the time. How much money should I have in reserve? How much? I wish I knew. You know, it seems like you can never have enough, but at the same time, sometimes you can have too much. And so that it's a very fluid dynamic type situation and that's Bob's earlier point you got to keep your head in the game and you got to hang around smart people and you got to really always pay attention to the conditions and if we look what's happened in the real estate markets in the last couple of years talk about change right amazing amounts of change you either learn to get with it or you get run over by it when we come back more lessons we can learn uh, from the Olympic athletes you're tuned to the real estate guys radio network I'm your host Robert Helms
Hey, John, what are you doing this weekend? Well, with all the great real estate investment opportunities these days, I thought I would sit down and, uh, you know, crunch the numbers. Calculating the cap rate, operating income, cash flow, <laughs> you know the drill. What? You still do that by hand? You mean you don't have a system? Uh, what are you talking about? One word. Trevo. T-R-E-I-V-O. Trevo? Uh, what's that? Trevo, the real estate investor's virtual office. It's a great website that will tell you in seconds the property's cash flow, cap rate, operating income, and more. Trevo allows you to easily compare financing options and see how they impact your bottom line. Trevo allows you to store all of this data, plus documents, pictures, contacts, reminders, and more. Your system, Trevo, does all that? That's not all. Trevo makes it easy to track your ongoing income and expenses. With Trevo, you will always know how each property is performing. And the website creation tool in Trevo makes it easy to advertise your properties for sale or lease. Trevo. Sounds perfect, but uh, I'm on a budget. Don't sweat it. Trevo comes with a free 30-day trial, but register with promotional code REALESTATEGUYS and your 30-day trial turns into a 60-day trial. After the trial period, get this, Trevo is only $9 a month. Just go online to treivo.com, trevo.com. It's no secret we like to have fun on The Real Estate Guys, but there's nothing fun about facing foreclosure. Or struggling to make payments on an upside-down mortgage. You know, we get more requests for our loan workout report than all of our other reports combined. So we know there's a big need out there. That's why we've looked for companies that provide solutions for distressed property owners and put them on the resource directory on our website. One company we've been getting good feedback on is Home Rescue Financial Services. They'll connect you to qualified professionals who can help stop or stall foreclosure, renegotiate your loan, or get you out of the property without a foreclosure on your record. The point is, if you need help, don't go it alone. Professional help is available, and it's more affordable than you might think. Call our resource hotline today at 888-510-6838, extension 108, or visit the resource page at realestateguysradio.com. That's 888-510-6838, extension 108, or visit the resources page at realestateguysradio.com. Are you struggling to keep up with your mortgage payments? Whether it's your home, vacation, or investment property, there are loan workout options available. To help you sort through all the noise in the marketplace, The Real Estate Guys has written a free 18-page report called What You Must Know Before Attempting a Loan Workout. In this special report, you'll discover the single most important thing the lender looks for before agreeing to modify your loan. Plus, you'll be able to weigh the pros and cons of hiring a professional versus doing it yourself, and much, much more. All you need to do to get your copy is email your request to workout at realestateguysradio.com. It's free, it's confidential, and it's yours when you send your request to workout at realestateguysradio.com. Hope is not a strategy. Start your own economic bailout plan today. Get the Real Estate Guys free report, What You Must Know Before Attempting a Loan Workout. Email your request to workout at realestateguysradio.com. Hi, this is Kim Kiyosaki. I'm the author of Rich Woman, and you are listening to The Real Estate Guys. Welcome back to The Real Estate Guys radio program. We're talking about pursuing excellence and what a real estate investor can learn from Olympic athletes. There's been a lot of lessons in this Winter Olympics, and uh, you know, a lot of different things have happened that weren't expected. One of the big things here is that uh, things don't always go as planned. 
you got to have a plan, but boy, from the opening ceremony to even before that with the luge accident, I mean, things happened that people weren't planning on, and that's kind of the way it is for real estate investors. Well, I mean, just think about that whole situation. You've got a group of people in the opening ceremonies, and everybody's super excited. It's the first day, and then all of a sudden that horrible accident occurs, and it just changes everything it just changes the whole tone and and you've got you got athletes especially the athletes that have to run on that same course people that are already dealing with whatever's going on so there's a couple of different lessons there obviously you've got to be ready to adapt to the unexpected and there's really no way to expect the unexpected otherwise by definition it would be unexpected but what you have to do is is realize that something is going to happen that you didn't anticipate and you have to already have steeled yourself to make sure that you're going to push through and have whatever support network. So that kind of dovetails into the concept we talked about earlier, team uh, and all of that kind of stuff, because the fact of the matter is um, athletics in almost any type is risky. Uh, obviously, we saw that. I mean, the guy paid the ultimate price for for the love of his sport. Um, in real estate investing, hopefully it never gets to be that far. But I mean, you know, I mean, I've had people show up at my house that, you know, I wouldn't have invited over, but they showed up because they found me and uh, and then they had an issue uh, with the property um, and it could have gotten uglier than it did. We've certainly had properties in very rough neighborhoods where I would have been quite concerned to go there alone. And I know that we've had property managers that carried guns and things like that. So they'll do yeah. definitely risky business. Uh, but I think, you know, from a practical perspective or a more common perspective in real estate investing, the, the fact of the matter is uh, people grow broke, people lose everything and they don't, it's not always their fault. I mean, sometimes things just happen. Sometimes a lot of things could be prevented. Uh, but when you're pushing yourself to your limits, when you're looking for your fullest potential, when you are trying to maximize the opportunities before you, uh, it's always possible that you overstep or something unexpected hits just at that one moment where you're vulnerable and where you might do it a thousand times and get away with it. The thousands and first time something happens. And the only way to avoid that is to not compete. And so you look at people, and you know, we've had a couple of drop-ins from, you know, Mr. Kiyosaki, and of course, Donald Trump is probably one of the iconic real estate investors on the planet, and there's a whole host of other people that we've had an opportunity to meet that aren't household names, but every single one of them has a horror story to tell where they were either at the bottom, fully bankrupt, sleeping in their car, negative net worth, where they really thought it was all over, and it's so inspiring when you hear about people surviving and coming back, but it is risky business and that's part of the price you pay. Uh, there's a price you pay for not investing. You know, there's most people in America retire broke. Before, most, before you go even down there, I think the, 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 the message here is it's no pain, no gain. Anyone who has reached world-class level, who has done something extraordinary, has not played it safe. They you're at your it. limits. I mean, you're always pushing the limits. I used to have this poster. I think I've shared this before, but it's a great lesson. It showed this dirt bike flying over a dune in Pismo Beach against a sunset. Beautiful picture. And the, the, the quote on it was, always push your limits because if you never fail, you can never truly succeed. You never know how good you can be. I have a son right now who's, who's making uh, some considerations about moving into a, a, a higher level program. And if he does that, um, he he might not be able to have the same level of opportunity that he has in his current program. But he also is going to be challenged in a way that he isn't challenged right now. And that is something that will give him the opportunity to find out how good he could really be. But in order to find out how good he can really be, he has to risk failing. Did you see aerial skiing? I mean, how do you start that? 
as a as a pursuit, right? I mean, they go up fifty feet in the air, and it's you. like you know, how do you decide one day that's what I'm going to do? You got to fall down a whole bunch, I guess. To learn and there's that. a progression that you go through. You know, my daughter, uh, a couple of my daughters were, were national class acrobats, and I learned, I watched the way they train to learn do those things. You know, and you start out with with uh, small techniques, and then you move up to where you have spotters, and then eventually you're doing things into foam pits where where it's if you crash, it's not fatal, and then eventually you get to the point where you can actually execute it with with really all the risk uh, and, and and there's progressions you go through. That's why we would never tell a real estate investor on their very first property to go buy a 150-unit apartment building. Right. That's why lenders will not typically lend to somebody uh, who is a rookie investor because there's just too many things that can go wrong. And it doesn't mean you're stupid. It doesn't mean you're incapable. It, it just means that you're not there yet. And you have to recognize that. One of the most dangerous things that can happen is, is, is a real estate investor is if you've had the good fortune to make a lot of money in business or some other inheritance uh, or you win the lottery or whatever, and all of a sudden you think for, because you've got a big bank account that you're a sophisticated investor. This is the danger even right now with accredited investors. The law says if you've got a million-dollar net worth, you're, you're, you're so smart that you don't need to be protected by the same laws that the little guy does or restricted. Now, personally, I think it's a stupid law. I think everybody ought to have access to everything. But the point is, is just because you have a big checkbook doesn't make you sophisticated. Right. You still need to start slow. You still need to build the technique and learn to take on risk incrementally within your comfort zone. And everybody's going to be different. So you do have to risk failure, but you don't have to be reckless about it. Right. Another thing that was brought up, which I think is huge, is just how powerful passion is. When someone is willing to give their all to their sport, to their country, right? How, 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 what an impact you can have. And it, you don't have to win the medal to have that impact. It's not all about the gold. There's so much, many great examples of the Olympics when it comes to teams and, and rooting for other people. I watch what the, the snowboarders mentality is. It's so different from a lot of athletes. I mean, no matter what country you're from, no matter what, when you get to the bottom of the hill, they all high-five and hug, and it's a, everybody's rooting for everybody. Everybody's supporting everybody. It really is the ultimate kind of team mentality, and it's just it's extraordinary to watch. Clearly, those people are insane, though. You, <laughs> well, that's, that's why true. they call it you extreme know. sport. So yeah. I'm going to go run up this hill, and I'm going to be 50 or 60 feet in the air. Look, I think I'll do uh, three twists and two flips. Yeah. Come on. But You're- you know, Bob, that's not really the part that's scary. The <laughs> scary part is they have to come down, and they've got to hit a little landing area that's probably about 12 inches to 18 inches in diameter, the window between being too far out from the, the curve of the, the down ramp, or landing on that hard edge that's the skill that people don't understand in snowboarding. It isn't what they're doing up in the air. It's being able to come down and hit that mark where you don't bash your brains out on the edge of that hard edge. Just like a rehab. (laughs) It's exactly the same. It's not all the fancy stuff you do. It's making sure you can get out of it cleanly. Right? There's so many lessons we can learn. Anyway, hopefully you uh, enjoyed the Olympics, at least whether you saw two minutes of it or, or like Bob, 20 hours of it, uh, or the whole thing. I don't know. Maybe you have no life. Uh, but I think there are a lot of lessons we can learn from real estate investors. And it's also just really uh, emotional watching countries come together, watch the world come together is a neat thing, uh, a neat thing to do. I had the pleasure of attending the 1984 Olympics, a summer sport. I just got to tell you, if you get the opportunity, go. It's being there is totally different 
than watching than listening to our radio show about it. Yeah. But and on that note, let me tell you about the Olympic training event for real estate investors. It's the eighth annual Investors Summit at Sea. We have an extraordinary world class faculty this year. Uh, we're going to leave uh, April 9th from New Orleans, Louisiana. Go to Roatan, Belize, Cozumel, Mexico. But more importantly, we're going to be on board with just some great uh, teaching and some great mentors. Uh, Rich Dad Advisors uh, Ken McElroy and Garrett Sutton will be there. You're going to learn uh, the business of notes from the Waniac, Wayne Palmer. We've got uh, extraordinary uh, teaching and the time with some of these folks, and we'd love to have you go. You can find out more at our website at realestateguysradio.com. Just click on Cruise, and you can learn all about it. It's really going to be amazing. It is going to be amazing, and there's still time to get in. Uh, anytime you have an opportunity to hang around with people that have achieved at a very high level, I think you need to take advantage of it. We've worked super hard to put this event together. We know there's tough times out there, but uh, if you're going to stretch in a, in, in a direction, this is one that I would highly, highly recommend. Next week on this radio show, we've got uh, a great little uh, example of a way you might consider investing today that not everybody's talking about. We're also going to talk about something kind of scary to folks investing in California foreclosures uh, with Attorney Jeff Lerman, so tune in for that. In the meantime, thanks to our sponsors. Thanks to Chathan, our engineer, for making it all happen. Thanks to Matthew Pierce, our executive producer. Thanks to you, our listener. We'll see you next week on the Real Estate Guys radio program, where we'll all make some equity happen. This airing of the Real Estate Guys was brought to you in part by our sponsors, Global Property Network, referrals to the world and properties to your doorstep. Call GPN at 877-411-4GPN or online at globalpropertynetwork.com. Trivio. Extend your Trivio.com trial for 60 days when you use the promotional code Real Estate Guys. Go online to T-R-E-I-V-O.com. Audible.com. Audible.com is the leading provider in spoken word entertainment. Log on to audiblepodcast.com forward slash real estate guys to get a free audiobook download of your choice. You can find out about these and our other valued sponsors on our sponsor page at realestateguysradio.com. And to learn how you can sponsor the program, call Matthew Pierce at 510-521-5100. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week on The Real Estate Guys. If you're like me and thousands of others, you know that the Real Estate Guys radio show is a great source for quality content about investing in real estate. But did you know that they also have a book? I just finished reading their book, Equity Happens, and I was blown away by how much I learned. If you're ready to create sustainable wealth through real estate, you need to get Equity Happens. You'll learn, just as I did, about what it takes to prosper in the real estate industry. So don't wait. Make Equity Happen to you. Order your copy today at equityhappens.com.